Welcome to the Mikvah Minute, an Eden Center production with Gabrielle Hodes, an experienced Kala teacher and intimacy counselor, who will be discussing real-life questions around Mikvah and intimacy while giving you tips to improve one's experience. Hi, Gabrielle. Thank you so much for joining us at the Eden Center again. For those of you who are maybe new, my name is Avra. I am an intern at the Eden Center. And today I have a couple of questions that I am super curious about um, involving the mikvah. First one for you is, from my knowledge, it's only women that go to the mikvah. So why is it specifically women that go to the mikvah? Women and not not men. So first Mm -hmm. of all, men do go to the mikvah, you should know. Many men go even every morning to the mikveh before they daven uh, shacharit but it's not the same they don't have the same halachic obligation as women okay so um and the other thing is here in israel anyone who wants to go up to har habayit to temple mount um also have to go to the mikveh and that would be both men and women and there it is a halachic obligation for the men as well okay and there are lots of laws and halachot about exactly you know how to go to the mikveh and when you can go up to uh, Har Habayit, to Temple Mount. So that's important to know. And that would be single women and married women and single men and ma- and married men. Okay, no, no difference. Okay, so if we understand that the halachic obligation for women to go to the mikveh is because when a woman, after a woman menstruates, she becomes tameh, she has tumat nida, okay, and that in our this day and age, really, we're not usually dealing too much with the laws of purity and impurity of Tumah and Tahara. It's not something that we meet so much in our everyday life. In the time of the Bet Hamikdash, in the times of the temple, that was something that people's lives you know, revolved around it. They needed to know they couldn't go to the temple if they weren't pure. Nowadays, just living life, we are all impure all the time, okay? And... A woman, the reason why it's a woman who goes is because there's a law that if a woman is married, once she menstruates, she will become tameh, and in order to be able to reunite and have physical relations with her husband, she needs to be go to the mikveh so that she is tohora and she is no longer nida, okay? And that's why it's the women who are going and not the men. But as I said, many men go on a daily basis, but as far as I know, they do not recite a bracha because it's not a mitzvah. They're going because there's something about, you know, going into the mikvah and the mikvah bringing us a certain amount of purity. Um, and therefore, they, they go on a daily basis. Thank you so much. Um, I have a few other questions, but one that just came to mind is, are men going to the same mikvah as women? What does that look like if a man is entering the mikvah? Are they allowed to be in the waiting room with women? Is it going to be the same female mikvah attendant? What does that look like when a man goes to the mikvah? No, no. So again, I've never been. No, there are separate mikvah oh, for men and okay. women who do not go in the same mikvah. A women's mikvah is usually only open at night because that's when women go. Women go to the mikvah after nightfall. So women's mikvah to open at night. Only women go in there. Um, there is a, a female mikvah attendant. Even I would go to the extreme to say that in like where we live, often there's um, 
a Kaylee mikvah, a mikvah that we put in, you know, when you have to buy new glasses or new pots and pans, they, we also dip those in the mikvah. Um, and so often there is a Kaylee mikvah that is attached to the regular women's mikvah. And in, I know in our neighborhood after, I think it's after sunset, that is already not in use because we wouldn't want a situation whereby men were going to Tovel and their pots and pans and women would be going into the women's mikveh for in terms of just respecting their privacy. So um, it's not only that, no, what men do not come into the women's mikveh, they don't even go anywhere sort of on the premises. Okay. Um, so men's mikveh, I can't really tell you much about it because I've never <laughs> been. But what I do know is, first of all, they do not, there's no, it's not a mitzvah, so they don't have a mikvah attendant there's no one watching to make sure they've done it and that their whole body because i think they there aren't any laws surrounding how they actually go in from what i understand from men's mikvahs it's a little bit more public and that you would find more than one man in the mikvah at, at, at any given time so it's quite a different um experience going back to the women's mikvah though my next question is can single women attend the mikvah so that's a good question. So there was a, a takana that the rabbanim. The, the question is, is why? Okay, why would a why from for what reason? Why are you thinking that a single woman might want to come to the mikvah? I've heard of single women attending the mikvah on Arab Yom Kippur specifically, and I didn't know if that was the only time that was allowed. If a woman wants to purify herself in the sense of going into a new year maybe making up for past wrongdoings, maybe going to the mikvah is a way of purifying yourself of those actions that that may have been going against your values. Okay, so I think, so that is beautiful. And I think that's why women go on Erev Yom Kippur. So again, when a woman goes on Erev Yom Kippur, whether she is single or married, it's connected to tshuva, to repentance. And to, mm-hmm. you know, we have this idea on Yom Kippur that we have, we are atoned for there's kapara and there's there's tahara there's there's being purifying ourselves and atoning for our sins and when many women connect going to the mikvah to sort of bring the tahara to bring the purity as as part of their process of repenting and doing tshuva and becoming closer to to god therefore they open the mikvah in the day as i say that's in contrast to any other day in the year and the women go anytime from the morning and all women are welcomed in that time and it's recognized that the reason why someone is going at that time is for that reason the rest of the year um now you, you it's interesting you're talking about transitions i know that in i think it's in boston there's a mikvah called mayim chayim and i think there they do use the mikvah for men and for women and for single girls. And I think they're using it for all different ages for different uh, transitions. So they have lots of different ceremonies in their mikvah where they, and again, I'm careful with, I'm not sure if if that mikvah is associated with the conservative movement, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And they will have, you know, a bar mitzvah girl will go to the mikvah to mark her transition to becoming a Jewish woman. They'll have women who might have just graduated who will go to the mikvah to, to mark the fact that they've now transitioned into their next stage of life. So they, they're not necessarily using it. In, it is also used in a halachic framework for women who are transitioning from Tumat to Tahara, but they've sort of opened up the framework as the mikvah being a place that sort of symbolizes transition and they use it in many different okay. you know, transitioning moments. 
in the Orthodox mikvahs, again, in Israel, and I really could only talk about here, we look at it as a place for a woman who is married to become tahara after being tameh from having a be menstruating. And it is, um, and that is why the married women going. From what I understand, when a woman is pregnant, they do not practice, they are not in nida. Because of that, does a woman attend the mikvah? Can a woman, a pregnant woman attend the mikvah? What are the guidelines for that? Okay. So a woman who is pregnant generally is not, is not nida. She, when she becomes pregnant, mm-hmm. she stops menstruating. Uh, some women believe that going to the mikvah in their ninth month of pregnancy is a sugula, which is a Kabbalistic sort of concept, which is like a, a remedy or some type of protection, some type of charm, okay, that will bring them maybe that God will be with them during their labor, that their labor should be easy, that they should be uh, merited to have a healthy child. Um, and so that is why a woman in her during pregnancy might go to the mikvah, not to do with Tuma and Tahara, purity and impurity, but more as a sort of a, a charm, as a sagula. Okay. Well, that is so interesting. Thank you so much. I think those are all my questions for today. Um, and I really appreciate you going over everything. And I'm looking forward to speaking for our next episode. Fantastic. I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Bye. This podcast is hosted by the Eden Center whose goal is to reinvigorate the ancient female ritual of the mikvah as a sacred space for women and use it as a natural platform it is to connect with women's health, well-being, and healthy relationships, enhancing Jewish women and family life. We invite you to visit our website, www.theedincenter.com, to learn more about our work in making mikvah welcoming, relevant, and meaningful. This episode is a product of the Eden Center. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sponsoring the podcast in dollars or shekels at theedincenter.com backslash P-R-O-D-U-C-T backslash P-O-D-C-A-S-T dash S-P-O-N-S-O-R backslash. Additionally, give us a five-star rating, share this podcast on social media, and encourage others to subscribe. Thank you.